Welcome to Entitled Town, the capital of Cheesehead Nation, a place where 1265 Lombardi Avenue is hallowed ground. Championships are our birthright, and anything short of a perfect season is an affront to the memory of St. Vince. Populated by fans who think the grass is always greener on the other side and are yellow with envy of everybody else's success. Let the Green Bay griping begin. This is the first playoff episode of the 2020 season of Entitled Town. And after defeating the Rams 32-18 to in the divisional round of the playoffs, the Packers will be hosting the NFC Championship game in Lambeau Field on Sunday afternoon. So, it's time to celebrate. Let's open our victory beverage. Going all the way back to the very first season of Entitled Town, back to when I started my lame gimmick, when the Packers win a drink of hams. So I'm going to drink a hams tonight. So like I said, the Packers beat the Rams 32-18, to and now they will be hosting the NFC Championship. So this will be the first time that Aaron Rodgers starts in an NFC Championship, and it's a home game. Fifth time as a starter for him, and all the other ones have been on the road. But this one, he, he's been talking about it for a while now. He's wanted one of these at home, and they're finally getting it. And I don't think it could come at a better time because the, the Packers look like the best team in the NFL. They look like the best Packers team I've ever seen. And they're just incredible. I mean, I have, there's hardly anything for me to complain about coming out of that game. There's a few things I can nitpick a little bit. And there's like one relatively like legitimate gripe. And then there's like a nitpick or two. Otherwise, the Packers are just on fire right now. And they look unstoppable. So we're... <laughs> So where do we start? I guess we that that we guess we could start with the dominance. We get to the negative stuff in a bit, but they put 32 points up on the the best scoring defense in the NFL. They put 484 total yards up on the number one defense in the NFL and yards allowed. And it could have been so much worse. There was two touch, th- three touchdowns that they missed. There was an MVS touchdown in the end zone, a pass in the end zone that was dropped, I believe. There was a missed shot from Rodgers that would have been like a 90-some yarder to MVS. And then there was another dropped one by Lazar that would have been like 60-some, I think, unless the yardage on those two is flipped. I'd have to double-check that. But there was one that was like a 90-some and a 60-some, and MVS and Lazard. And those were like, one of them, Rodgers missed the throw, and one of them, Lazard, dropped it. And then there was a touchdown, a pass in the end zone that MVS also dropped. So Packers could have went over 50 on the <laughs> on the top-scoring defense in the NFL if they would have hit on those. And the two of those being such big, deep passes, it's just or like long pass plays, I, I feel like that's like one of the, the biggest things. Besides the running game, that's one of the biggest things that is just kind of reinvigorated this Packers offense in the LaFleur era as Rodgers is getting really good at throwing deep again. He was near the end of the McCarthy tenure. His deep balls weren't what <laughs> what they used to be and what what they are now. And then you have like and then on top of that you got a much more exotic looking, much more impressive run game than McCarthy ever ran. And the Packers Matt LaFleur and the Packers are just so good at 
making the run and the pass plays look the same, so they mask each other so they can confuse the defense. So they dominated the best defense in the NFL, and it could have been so much worse for that team too. And uh, Packers converted 8 out of 10, so 80% of 3rd and 4th down conversions. And they didn't surrender any turnovers. And there were some there were some spots, a couple of spots, where they could have turned the ball over. Uh, there was a fumble by A.J. Dillon that Aaron Rodgers recovered. And then there was the botched snap play on special teams where J.K. ended up tossing out out tossing it out to uh, Crosby and Crosby got blown up and hurt his shoulder. And that that part that particular one, the special teams mess mistake, um, is probably the the one I was talking about where it's like the most legitimate gripe that was like every every game there's gotta be something that goes wrong with the special teams. Like that's the weak the weak point of the Packers this season. At this point like everything else is incredible top tier but there's still some issues with the special teams but fortunately they didn't end up giving up a turnover there and and having points go the other way because they were also playing with which arguably the best special teams unit in the nfl as well and so the not surrendering the turnovers even though there was a couple of opportunities and then the, the high conversion rate for third and fourth down that's incredibly important especially if there's some fans, which I, I'm pretty certain there are, who are concerned about playing the Buccaneers in the NFC Championship because of what happened way back in October when the Packers played the Buccaneers and they got blown out. Um, those two fact factors, like the the conversion percentage and the turnovers, went the complete opposite way because back in that game, the Packers surrendered two turnovers. And they, I think they were both pick sixes, weren't they? And they both, so they both, that was like a four, led to 14 points. And then the Packers failed to convert on 10 conversion opportunities. 10 of their conversion opportunities on third and fourth down in that game. So it, I'm not too worried about the Buccaneers and the, the game this week because the one in October seems, like an aberration and the Packers are just have gotten better and better and better this season and the Buccaneers keep looking like themselves I know they beat a team that beat them twice in the regular season and one of those they were blown up by like 30 points but third time around they beat them in the divisional round and where, where it mattered most in the playoffs in their stadium so I guess you know the Bucks have won two road games in the playoffs and it's already incredibly hard to win road games in in general and they've done it twice in the playoffs but i mean they played against washington who's not a good team at all and then they're playing against breeze noodle arm old breeze who's gonna retire and just did not look like himself at all and then he didn't have Taysom. they didn't have Taysom hill in that game to do the Taysom package and it was still relatively close if it wasn't for the the breeze touchdowns or if there's actually had been fans in the stands 
like a full packed house in the stadium, like I think the Saints would have ended up winning that game. I would have preferred to play the Saints because I wanted Old Man Breeze with that weak ass noodle arm in the cold and in Green Bay. But I'll take old ass Brady, even if he is, you know, defeating Father Time. The one thing I'm concerned about with the Buccaneers is that group of skill position players, especially the pass catchers, but even the running backs as of late. But all the receivers and the tight ends, and then they got a couple of good running backs and or serviceable running backs who seem to be getting better. But they still seem kind of choppy. I mean, it was a team that was built this this past off season. It's only their first year together, and there's a lot of ring chasers. And I mean, Tom is Tom, but he's still also 43, 40, 43 or forty four. Uh, so you know, I mean, he's old and. He's used to playing in the cold, but he's also been living in Florida for a year. So things are different. And the Packers' defense looks incredible. And even with all those really talented pass catchers and tight ends and receivers and tight ends, I think even though they weren't ranked number one in scoring or yards allowed, I think the Packers' defense <laughs> might actually be the best unit in the NFL. It's, the best, it's certainly the best one left, that's for damn sure. And they might be playing the best out of any team now. And... For a while, for a stretch there in the regular season, they looked like the same old Packers defense, and we were concerned. Especially with what they would give up in the run game. But they seem to have uh, made some sort of adjustment, and they look they look really good. And they look legit, and it looks like it's a good enough defense to win us a Super Bowl, especially with the way the offense is playing. Like The only concern would be, Special teams really fucking something up with a turnover, just like some freak turnovers that would prevent us from even getting to the Super Bowl. But the, the defense, uh, according to, I think it was Pro Football Focus's stats, they pretty much had Jared Goff under pressure for 50% of his, his dropbacks. So we suddenly seem to have a pass rush. Uh, Tom Brady's throwing the ball... I think quicker than he ever has um, this season, like his release time. So that was that was one of those things about when the Buccaneers played Washington in the, in the wild card round. Was could that nasty young defensive front of Washington terrorize Tom Brady? And he was getting the ball out so fast that they couldn't because they were edge rushing him. And Tom Brady can handle edge rushing. It's when the rushers come from the front of the defense, a la someone like an Aaron Donald, and collapse the pocket from the front and get, like, defensive tackle pressure. So that's the biggest question about, I think, in that game for the Packers' defense is can they get that kind of pressure on him from the defensive line, from the defensive, like, tackle position? Can they collapse the front of the pocket on Brady? Because I don't know if the edge rushers will get there. And I'm not too concerned about all the different pass catchers because Packers have an elite secondary. And they have the best cornerback in the NFL. And he showed that on Saturday because it was him and then someone who was allegedly the best cornerback in the NFL, Jalen Ramsey. And Jair put on a show and Jalen Ramsey got really frustrated because the Packers schooled him.
and Devontae Adams schooled him. And he was get Devontae Adams was getting in his head. And then Aaron Donald was getting frustrated because our boy Elkin Jenkins, the phenom, was getting in Aaron Donald's head. How about that from the rook? That pro bowler. That jack of all trades. And it's not just hyperbole saying that Jair is the best cornerback in the NFL. If you buy into PFF stats, he's the best cornerback in the NFL. Actually, if you look at their their rankings, four players on the Packers are ranked number one at their position in the NFL according to PFF's rankings. Aaron Rodgers, Corey Lindsley, our center, Devontae Adams, and Jair Alexander. So we have the best cor- the best quarterback in the league, in my opinion, the best quarterback of all time. We have the best wide receiver in the NFL. And there's a lot of there's, I've heard some talk on different shows and podcasts and stuff like a lot of the defensive like coaches and defensive players and stuff will kind of get on some of the media personalities talking about like comparing Devontae Adams and like DeAndre Hopkins or Stephon Diggs, kind of all on the same like tier on the same level and all close. And they're like, that's that's an insult, they say, to Devontae Adams because he's head and shoulders better than the rest of them, even DeAndre Hopkins and Stephon Diggs. <laughs> that's how good he's playing this season. The guy's incredible. I think he's, he might be the best. I mean, there's, there's a way to go yet, a ways to go yet, but he might end up being the best Packers wide receiver of all time. So we've got – and he's playing at the highest level of a – any receiver in the league right now unless you can count Travis Kelsey as a receiver cuz like he's a tight, he's listed as a tight end but he's basically a wide receiver but it's like it's Devontae and Kelsey and then you may for pass catching ability in the league and then you drop down and then it's maybe like Tyreek and DeAndre but Devontae's just on one this season Rodgers is on one this season Corey Lindsley this is the top ranked center in the NFL. And the Packers O-line looks incredible. They look so elite in pass defense and in 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 blocking run blocking. And then we've got the three running backs. So we've always got fresh legs back there and it just wears a defense out. And then on top of that, you've got the best cornerback in the NFL locking down number one receivers and then you've got I think two elite safeties, like two safeties that are ranked in the top five in the PFF ranking. Packers got an an elite secondary. They have an elite O-line. They have the best offense the franchise has ever seen, arguably one of the best offenses in NFL history. They were setting NFL records in the regular season, and so it's by far the most efficient offense in NFL history, and they are explosive and this game was just all about efficiency and just dominance. It, the game against the Rams. And like I said, the only thing was like there was a couple balls on the ground and the biggest thing was the special teams mistake, especially since it got Crosby hurt. Crosby's a franchise kicker. We kind of need that guy. And it probably wasn't a wise play on Scott's part. I don't know how long Scott is for the Packers, but he's had a rough season. And that's like the one – I think that's the one thing that, that could break and – and cause an upset against the Buccaneers. 
and then potentially mess something up in the Super Bowl. Otherwise, I think the Packers are on a fucking collision course with a Lombardi trophy. Just, and even though the Buccaneers absolutely demolished the Packers in October, did I'm not afraid of this game at all. The one game that I was anxious about is the one that they just played. Like I was, I don't remember being that nervous about a game in a long time because it was this, you know I talked about it in the last show. It was the same old thing. It was it's the fucking NFC West team in the Aaron Rodgers era with the number one ranked defense. And it has never ended well. This time, at least, they played at home. That probably helped. <laughs> and they just absolutely fucking demolished them. And I don't think Tampa Bay's defense is anywhere near as good. I mean, they they played fairly well against the Saints, but the Saints still scored 20, and, you know, Breeze had, like, four picks. You take away two of those picks, I think the Saints win by double digits. And it's... <laughs> The pass catchers are there, but the offense still looks choppy, and I trust our secondary more than the Buccaneers' offense. I guess the Buccaneers have the pass rushers. That can be a little bit intimidating, but we have the best offensive line in the NFL. It's elite, and (laughs) they're incredible. Rodgers didn't get sacked. He barely got pressured. And that was against the best defensive player in the history of the NFL. Albeit he was injured, he had a rib injury, but he was still on the field. He was still, <laughs> he was still pass rushing, and they're really good. That that Rams defensive coordinator, who's not even with the Rams anymore, he just got a head coaching job. He's going to be the head coach of the Chargers. I think it was his first, was it first or second season with the Rams? I think it was his first. He was incredibly good at scheming ways to get Aaron Donald off of double teams and into single teams. And Aaron Donald still couldn't get home to Rodgers. And he was getting so frustrated because our rookie phenom, Elkin Jenkins, was dominating him. (laughs) And the, the Packers are so fucking good that it gets in these teams' heads and they just go on tilt and they just fucking lose their mind. And I just can't wait to see... What happens to Ndamukong and Sue? I just hope he doesn't do something dirty to Rodgers. Because Ndamukong and Sue was really getting into it with Rodgers in October. And he actually legitimately wanted to fight him after the game. And I can see <laughs> Rodgers when he gets that smirk going and the dry humor. And he's, and he's talking to the defensive players. And laughing it up and having a good time. It really it galls those guys. Especially when he gets that smirk going. Or how just nonchalantly he'll have conversations with them as he's just fucking ripping them to shreds. And I feel like someone like Ndamukong Sue is just going to lose his motherfucking mind. Because the Packers are going to rip them apart. And he's not going to get through this offensive line. (laughs) It's going to be another disappointment on his part by the Packers. Because they've been frustrating him most of his career. Especially when he was a Lion. And he'll be, he's like one step away from a Super Bowl finally. And the Packers are are just going to be the brick wall that they run into. I'm so excited for it. This is a, it's an epitome of a revenge game. If you think Rodgers has been playing with that chip on his shoulder, scorched earth, they drafted Jordan Love mentality, well, how about this revenge game in Lambeau? He finally gets his NFC Championship in Lambeau. And it's against the one team that absolutely fucking 
shellacked them in the regular season. The one team that that beat them that actually blew them out, and it was just a complete freak show of a game. And it's against Tom Brady, who people are always comparing Rodgers to because of the GOAT conversation. I think Rodgers is just going to... He's going to go fucking Thor God of Thunder on this team. (laughs) He's going to be walking across the fucking scorched battleground of Lambeau Field, past all the corpses of the Buccaneers' defense, on his way to the fucking... On his way to their stadium to go win a Lombardi trophy. That's just the cherry on top because he's going to beat them to go play in their house to win what they're trying to get, what they're trying to stop us from getting, a trophy that's named after our head coach. They're trying to be the first team to play a Super Bowl in their own stadium. It's just, I'm so juiced for this game. It's going to be so fucking fun, and I think the Packers are just going to fucking wreck them. This team looks legit. This team just looks inevitable. They're like Thanos. This is the one. I mean, they 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 looked that way in 14, and they missed it in the NFC Championship. But that was a road game against, like I was saying, that NFC West team with the number one defense. And that was kind of a bugaboo for them for a few years there. And that was, that was the aberration game that season happened in the NFC Championship. It was just bad timing. The Packers have their aberration game out of the way already in this one. They're going to fucking roll the Buccaneers. And, I mean, NFC Championship at home, and it's we haven't had one of those since 07, the 07 season. It's just too bad uh, that COVID, that we can't have a full-packed stadium. But it's going to be fun, and it's going to be incredible. And I'm not afraid of the Bills. I'm not afraid of the Chiefs. They're both really, really good teams. I still think the Packers are better. I think the Packers are the best team in the NFL. And I'm excited for this game. I know some there's a lot of fans that are concerned or anxious because this is the one team that dominated the Packers this season. But that was a fluke. It was just a weird confluence of events. <laughs> and the Packers have just been getting better and better and better. The only thing that would make this team better is if Bakhtiari was still in that O-line. I mean, the O-line's elite right now, but you imagine if... We still have Bakhtiari. Team's incredible. Enjoy the ride. I mean, this has been so much fun this season. And they're two games away. The road to the Super Bowl legitimately runs through Lambeau Field. If you want to get to the Super Bowl from the NFC, you have to beat the Packers in Lambeau. And good fucking luck. I don't see that shit happening. And how about that? How about our boy Matt LaFleur? I mean, incredible job the first two seasons. I know they don't usually get the street named after them until they win the Super Bowl, but I don't know. They might need to just name a street after LaFleur and Green Bay right now. The guy is incredible. This is what a a Kyle Shanahan scheme looks like with a Hall of Fame quarterback. You see what Shanahan's done with, like, Kirk Cousins in Washington with Matt Ryan in Atlanta. He got to a Super Bowl that they were winning, but then they blew it. They were blowing the team out, and they blew it. Jimmy G, got he got a, him to a Super Bowl. They were blowing the team out, and they blew it. Sean McVay, he's a, he's a Shanahan tree guy. I mean, he got to a Super Bowl with that scheme, but he had Jared Goff, and they just couldn't handle this. Jared Goff couldn't handle the pressure. So... 
the Shanahan, out of, out of like Shanahan and his direct coaching like lineage, if you want to call it that, but basically the Shanahan scheme has gone to three Super Bowls, and two of them they were winning by double digits, and they blew it, but they've gone there. And all of them have gone there without elite quarterbacks. I mean, out of that group, Matt Ryan's the best by far, but he's not elite. He's he's good, and he's probably, the, not probably, well, I don't know, there's Vic, but best quarterback in Falcons history, but this is what that scheme looks like with a Hall of Fame quarterback, with an elite quarterback, with the best player in the NFL. I understand Matt Ryan won an MVP that year, but that's mostly because of Shanahan, but it's just incredible. It, <laughs> this kind of offense with that kind of talent at wide receiver and quarterback is just incredible. <laughs> it's just, and I think LaFleur's smarter, or at least smart enough to not blow a double-digit lead in a Super Bowl, and I have a good feeling that that's they're going to have one. <laughs> I mean, that's really looking ahead, and that's being presumptuous, but <laughs> it's just... We're riding high with this team right now, and I mean I don't know what else there's to say. It was just that was nearly a perfect game that they played against the best defense in the NFL, and a team that was in the Super Bowl two years ago and had a fairly prolific offense back then. I, I granted they were out with their number, they were playing without their number one wide receiver in this game, and their quarterback had a broken thumb, but and their the best defensive player of all time had broke had a rib injury. But he was still on the field, and they allegedly had the best cornerback in the NFL, NFL, and they still got demolished. And the Packers could have put up 50 on them. And I think my favorite moment from the game was on that touchdown pass that Lazard dropped. Aaron turned and said, catch the fucking ball. You could read his lips because he was looking like they had the camera lined up right on his face. That needs to be on a t-shirt. People need those signs at the game on Sunday. Catch the fucking ball. That's all you got to do. Win the game. Devontae's yardage wasn't eye-popping, but he still had nine catches. And him and Lazar did a lot of the dirty work. The blocking, the the grindier plays. and That's the nice thing about Devontae. Like, he's a superstar, but he also does the dirty work. And Lazard, it's so good to have him back because he does the dirty work too. And, and then you just got the guy who blows the top off with MVS and... We spent a lot of time talking about the Packers not having receivers, but besides Devontae Adams, but at this point, my receiving core actually looks pretty damn good. <laughs> Enjoy the game. It'll be so much fun. And just don't get too too upset about it, no matter what happens. No matter what plays happen, no matter the end result. This has been a fun ride this season. I know we want them to finish this, but enjoy it. This kind of season, and this kind of opportunity, and a home championship game doesn't come around that often. So that's it about that's about it for my segment of the show. So we'll move on to Skyler's segment. He doesn't have a whole lot for us um, this week. He's got one note: uh, Green and yellow should win a fucking Grammy. So there you have Skyler's segment. So I think we're going to call it for this episode. Enjoy the NFC Championship in Lambeau Field. The frozen tundra. And we'll catch you next week. Win or lose, it's going to be a win. Trust me. And as it stands, my friends, there are about two and a half weeks until the Green Bay Packers go down to Tampa Bay, 
win Super Bowl 55 to bring that fifth Lombardi back home and win in the house of the team that they are hosting this weekend and a team that they are going to fucking demolish. Take it to the bank, my friends. Your Super Bowl 55 world champion, Green Bay Packers. Enjoy the game, and we'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening.